kids, welcome back to Teenager Tuesday, which honestly, it's probably your favorite day of the week because you get this amazing podcast and look at the studio we're in right now. This is incredible. What an awesome thing. So I'm excited for this. My name is Pastor Elijah. I'm the student pastor at uh, the McKinney campus. So uh, if you go to McKinney campus, I would love an opportunity to meet you if I haven't already met you. Um, but we are in our, our, our another week of culture update. Culture update. Uh, if you've never watched that, it's pretty much we update you on what's happening in the culture. Not your culture, but teenagers' culture. And I think this is very important. Um, even as a pastor, there's times where I feel out of touch sometimes with like, man, what are they saying? What are, what are things that are happening in our high schools? And I think that's so super important to understand. So we're going to dive into a few things. And today I want to I do a little bit different than what we've done in the past with culture update. I want to get into some stats I know you're like, that sounds really fun. I'm excited for these stats, but it's going to be really good. This is from a company called Feed, uh, and you can find that feed.bible. And this is a company that, um, there's other companies like this. Barna, uh, Barna does this too, but they do, um, they get stats on what's happening, not only in our church, but in students. Uh, and I love this, these different stats and they, they open our eyes to what's really going on uh, behind the scenes, what's really going on uh, at our churches, but also with our teenagers. So I'm going to have three stats for you and then kind of give you some, the, the, to partner with those stats, three things that you can be doing as parents and I can be doing as a pastor um, to be helping our students work through these different things. All right, first stat, here we go. Number one, 35% of U.S. youth think the church is irrelevant or hypocritical. of U.S. youth think the church is irrelevant or hypocritical. I think hypocritical is a big thing in in, in students, uh, but also in churches. Like this is something that we are seeing a lot more, that we see people are viewing the church as hypocritical. And this is something that's been going on since Jesus' time, right? Jesus viewed viewed the Pharisees and and called them hypocrites, right? This is something that's been going on for a while. And so uh, how can we respond to our students who have these views? Maybe they don't want to go to church. They don't want to step into church because they know Christians or they know people that aren't, they, they go to church, but they don't live it out. So how can we, how can we respond to this? How can we as Christians and as parents and as pastors respond to our students? And I think the biggest thing is this. The first challenge I'm going to give you is you live it out, right? One of the, one of the issues is this. Students, we took a survey for our students here at Hope Students and 90% of them said that the one person that is the most influential person in their life is not their youth pastor, as cool as we are sometimes. It's not their small group leader. It's not their teachers. Some, sometimes it is. But 90% of our students said their parents are the most influential person in their life. Whether you believe it or not, your students view you and, and view your views as valuable. And so um, they're looking to you for direction. And so if your students are viewing the church as hypocritical, the challenge to you is this. Are you being hypocritical? Are you being a hypocrite in the way that you view church, right? Are you forcing them to go to church, but then you don't go to church on Sundays? Are you saying, hey, you need to get in the Bible, but then you don't read the Bible? Are we setting a good example? And this goes for me too as a pastor. Am I setting a good example of what a Christian looks like? Right? We can't fix all the problems with people who aren't Christian or who, are, who say they're Christians, but don't live it out at school. Only thing we can do is set a good example of what that actually looks like. So that's number one, setting a good example for that actually looks like. Number two stat, here we go. I know you're excited for this one. It says this, 40% of young people grew up in church, ended up staying. 40% of young people who grew up in church end up staying in church, right? This number is, 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 is mass. It's, it's a massive number. 60% of our students who, who grow up going to youth ministry 
aren't coming back to church. Why? Why is it happening? And you know, as a pastor, you view that and that's heartbreaking, right? I want all of my students to, to continue. It's not just a cool thing, like get them through youth group. I want them to live it out. I want them to follow Jesus for the rest of their life. That, that's what it's all about. And so how do we do this? And how do you do this as parents? How do we help our students? You know, I, I contacted a bunch of our students who are in college now and I said, you know, what's the hardest thing about getting to church? What's the hardest thing about you connecting to church? And their number one answer is always this. I don't know what church to go to, right? They're so used to hope or they're so used to a different, a certain feel or their parents are making them go. But a lot of them are like, okay, there's so many churches here. I don't even know which one to go to. So here's a few things. First off, push them to go to church, right? Text them, hey, what church are you going to? Get information about where they're actually going. I do this as a pastor. I text your students and say, hey, where are you going to church? What, you know, if you need a church, I got a list of churches I can send you that are gonna be awesome fit for you but help your students get plugged into a church. Don't just send them out and say, good luck. Because most likely they are not gonna go to church and they're not gonna get plugged in. So first off, if you need a list of churches, if they're going to Tulsa, if they're going to Florida, we got church connections. We will hook them up with a great church and get them involved because if they can get plugged in within the first couple of weeks of being in college, that's gonna change the, the, the rest of their life forever because they're more likely to stay in church. So get them plugged in. Don't be, don't be nervous to, to, to text them and say, hey, are you getting in church? Because that is so important as a parent. Like I said, it's, it's good for you to set the example, but it's good for you to challenge them and push them uh, in that way too. So last one here, last, uh, last stat I have for you. Like I said, it's from feed.bible. Incredible resource. Go check that out. Feed uh, is an awesome resource for us. But the last one is this. 25% of U.S. teens read the Bible more than once a month. I'm gonna read that again. That's a pretty crazy stat. 25%, one out of four students reads the Bible more than once a month. That's dangerous for us. That's, that's, that's eye-opening for us as Christians that you know this resource for our life. And as a pastor, this is something I'm focusing on so much. I need them to understand how to get in God's word because when they get out of youth group, I'm not there to teach them anymore. I'm not, their parents aren't there to force them to go to church, but they have to know how to get in God's word and and to fall in love with God's word, but then to apply it to their life and to let it empower them. And so one out of four. So how do we do this As, as parents? How do you get your students more involved with God's word? Well, I challenge you with this. First off, like I said, you be the example. If you're, you know, I remember walking downstairs as a kid and seeing my mom at, at, at the table reading her Bible. That challenged me as a Christian to say, okay, I see my mom doing it. I see my dad doing it. I want to do it. That's what it looks like to be a Christian. So as a parent, set the example when it comes to reading the Bible. I know it's challenging. I know it's time consuming, but it's the most important thing we can do. We got to get more than one of four reading the Bible once a month. We got to give them in the word. Here's some tips. First thing is this read what they like, right? They don't have to read the whole Bible from, from front to back they, because this is what's going to happen. They're going to get to Leviticus and they're going to stop reading because it's boring, right? It gets challenging. It gets boring. You're like, what? I don't even understand this. What I did when I was in high school, I just read the parts I liked. I love the stories of Jesus, the gospel. It's powerful. So that's what I read. I read John over and over and over again. And then I started reading other parts. I read, I read Acts and I, re- and I started falling in love with the Bible. Read the parts that you like. That, that's a very super successful strategy, I think. Another one's this. My friend does, does this. He reads one psalm a day. That's it. He reads one psalm a day. 
But every day he's kind of built onto that. I can read one, now I'm gonna read two. I'm gonna read one Psalm, one proverb, right? Start with something small. If they have to read a whole chapter, it's gonna be very challenging for them and kind of boring. So get them to read something that's gonna empower them throughout the day for them to understand and fall in love with God's word. And the last thing is this, get, get them resourced, right? We have plenty of resources. Not only get them a physical Bible, that's very important, but the Bible app is a huge thing that we're using at Hope Students to get your students plugged into the Bible. That they have, they have different plans. They have, the Bible can, it's not just something you can read, but it's something that's an audio version too. That is so important for your students to be plugged into. And it's a very easy resource uh, for you to see. Even do plans as a family and, and, and you get to see like, where are they? How are they reading the Bible and how are they responding to it? But then talk to your students about the Bible. Don't be afraid and don't shy away from asking tough questions, challenging questions about the Bible. Because like I said, they look to you more than they look to us. They need you as parents to step up and lead the way spiritually, not just financially, not just physically, but spiritually. I challenge you with that. I think God has great things planned for this and a great things planned for your students specifically. And I hope this culture update, you know, it's kind of weird stats. You're like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. All those stats are bummers, but they're encouraging because we know the numbers and now we can be challenged to, to increase the numbers. I think that's a huge thing for us as, as parents and as pastors to 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 know where our students are at and then challenge them, challenge them to grow spiritually. I believe this, uh, that, that, first of all, that's the end of Culture Update. I, I know we got some great things planned uh, in the next uh, upcoming week, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But I believe in you guys. I know that you can challenge your students to, to truly live it out. You set the example. Remember, you can do this. You are not alone. God is with you. And so are we. See you guys.